0: Welcome to the People of Packaging Podcast, brought to you by SpecRight. SpecRite wants you to envision a world without waste. Join the movement at specrite.com backslash PKG. Hey, that's right. It's another episode of the People of Packaging Podcast. I'm your host with the Holy Ghost, the Packaging Pastor, Adam Peak. You can find me on TikTok at Packaging Pastor or on LinkedIn. Just search for my name. Adam peak. Wanted to talk real quickly about a new sponsor for our podcast. Spark packaging. Are you sick and tired of the same positions at your plant constantly being open or just not being filled? Maybe your facility just isn't retaining talent due to not having dedicated recruitment support. If you need contract to hire support or you are looking to hire directly for industry professionals, Spark Packaging can help. Spark Packaging is the industry partner who provides all your recruitment and staffing needs. And, and basically, listen, we all know we need a lot of that right now. If you're one of those people hearing this and thinking, hey, wait a second, that's me, then you can go to sparkpackaginginc.com/hiring. Once again, that's backslash hiring and answer some of their questions. Once received, a Spark team member will reach out ASAP. And hey, if you get there, just tell them that I sent you. That would be awesome thanks so much and let's get to this next episode. Well this is uh, this is really a great live session and an, and I get to say that I'm gonna go this is back to back just like Jordan and the Bulls uh, we're going back to back here. <laughs> uh, we just were live with uh, with Ginny Gandhi and she was awesome if you missed that please go back and listen to it. Uh, She is a she's a tremendous uh, voice. She's got a ton of energy and passion for the industry. So uh, if you did miss that uh, interview, please make sure you go check it out uh, because it's going to be way better than the interview I'm about to give right now (laughs) with my longtime friend, uh, Tim Bulky. Tim is over at Resource Label Group. I'm going to pull him up here to the stream, unmute his microphone because I was afraid he was going to say something horrible in the introduction.
1: Never. never 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 for you
0: Tim and I both uh if you can't tell we both have uh faces for radio and podcasting so <laughs> apologies in advance to those of you who have to watch us uh so Tim welcome Thank to. You. I didn't hey, I didn't
1: realize you'd never been on before I, I don't I've never been on long time listener first time you know appearance so um, caller first time I don't caller, know I'm not really, you called me. Yeah. I, oh. it's, <laughs> no, it it's, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I've, I've watched a ton of your episodes. I know I've known you way before you even started this stuff. Yeah. So I know where the uh, the bodies are buried. In, in, uh, in your bedroom. Apparently,
0: there's a body buried over there at the, they at the TLMI event. Yeah, something, <laughs> something, something just fell th- right th-
1: when you said that.
0: <laughs> that was pretty impeccable timing. Good. Uh, well, and Tim, you uh, so how long have you now been at Resource Label It's Group? almost a year. At almost resource a
1: year. Label, yep, resource label, uh, resource label Group. There it is, you gotta get that <laughs> one right. <laughs> <Direct> with sustainability, <laughs> loving the role, uh, loving the company, loving the people. And um, we're here, obviously, this week as you are at TLMI the annual meeting in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. It's not like uh, Northeast Ohio weather right now, I've heard. Um, but no, it's, it's it's an honor to be here with you. I, I've, like I said, I've, I've watched you, I've watched Corey. Um, don't forget Avelio. Avelio, yeah, no, we don't gotta, forget him. Yeah, is he geez. listening, is he on, Olivio. I don't know, he's here, he's okay. here in Phoenix. Oh, he is? Okay. Oh, he lives here. Oh, we okay, that's
0: right. He's that's not right. at the event though. Okay. He doesn't care about stickers. <laughs> <laughs> like we do like we do we are very yeah. passionate hey if you are uh watching live here and you got some questions for tim like where did he get that shirt or <laughs> uh anything uh, please drop them here in the comments i hope that they're coming through um if i know i missed a couple from the last one so uh if you if you can uh, if you can drop a comment that would be great and if you're listening if you're listening to this on the podcast i mean you can't comment because you weren't paying attention or we're not connected up on linkedin so we can change that you can go find me on linkedin Uh, so tim you're the director of sustainability now at resource label group how is that transition because before you were kind of doing like marketing and
1: um yeah a lot of a lot of marketing a lot of business development a lot of relationships at cpg companies uh with avery dennison and it's transitioned very well. I mean, I've worked with obviously a lot of the RLG sites in, in my past, so I knew some of the players. Um, it's a dynamic group of over 20 companies across the US and Canada. And, um, you know, sustainability is a, is a key pillar to what we're doing. And, and being a part of TLMI and being on the sustainability committees that we are on, I'm a co chair uh, with John Pogoshnik from from Avery. Um, we we drive you know the industry challenges and whether it be and, and you know this as well as anyone else in this space. There's a lot of waste. Uh, there's a lot of places we need to take deeper dives um, in those waste recovery situations. Um, and that's you know, it's really a collaborative group of trying to figure out for our customers, for all the brands that we all represent what's the best thing, what's the best solutions, you know, for the particular locations. Cause a lot of it is driven on, you know, where you're located and the partners around there. Um, and some places are easier than others. You know, California is a challenge um, because mm. of the, uh, the locations of where to take product to landfill. The Midwest seems to be a little more conducive to uh, getting product to certain locations. Um, but, you know, there's, there's things that, there's a lot of positive things happening in the industry from a a down the road perspective um, as far as the infrastructures that are needed uh, as well as we just came out of a session um, talking about the the legalities of uh, some of the sb54 laws that are going to be coming down in california and and how does that impact us in in our space and how it connects to the apr the association of plastic recyclers and so you know, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, there's obviously internal aspects to the, to the role. There's, there's external aspects to the role, but um, we've got a great team of sustainable champions at RLG that are, are all passionate and, and all willing and able uh, to move things forward in this in this challenging space. You
0: know, one thing that I've, I've always really appreciated has been, you know, even going back to when, when I first met you, when you were at Avery Dennison, is that there there's a lot of talk about sustainability and that's fair right there's people who just need to talk about it and be educated but i always felt like you were someone who said like no let, let's do stuff like let's let's yeah it's not perfect but let's let's take that next step right. and so i i think it, it it at first i was like wow when i when i saw the the new job i was like huh that's interesting and then it started to click i was like yeah that right. that makes
1: sense yeah the, the, the avery role had a lot of different um, Aspects to it. Right. And and certainly sustainability every year, they're going back 12 years, got ramped up every year. And and certainly working with brand owners, big and small, um, you know, you come to the table with products that you're selling them that are also have waste attached to them. Right. As we know, liner and matrix. Um, So you really got to kind of use your, you know, your Rolodex, if you will, uh, of connections to say, okay, here's who I know we're in this part of the country that can take something. And, and, you know, where your site is located, location really does matter in a lot of this waste uh, that space that we play in. Mm. Um, but, yeah, my years at Avery, really, you know, sustainability every year just got ratcheted up. Um, and it was a great transition to RLG um, to, to kind of lead this, this important segment for us.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk real quick about labels and sustainability. So this morning on the Packaging Today show with myself and Corey and Avelio. Uh, I was here live on site uh, and I wasn't actually set up here. I couldn't figure out where I was gonna set up and there was breakfast stuff going on. But uh, one of the questions that was asked was about labels, like what impact do labels have? And we were talking about you know, the, the, the clean flake adhesives and things like that. So real quickly, what is it again? So when a label is on a PET container, the, the adhesive will, uh, traditional label adhesive will stay on. And then why is that negative? I, I can never remember these things. Why is that such yeah. a bad deal?
1: Well, the Association of Plastic Recyclers is a great place to go if, if you haven't dove into their design guide, um, because they are really the voice of plastic recycling. So when you're taking that substrate and that adhesive and you're putting it on a product, you need to make sure you're, you're, you're educating your customers, your brands, that they're making the right product choices because as that product goes through the recycling system, there is a process, a process, a wash-off process that happens. And if they are not utilizing, um, again, APR-approved specs, you're going to be in trouble. And, and that also goes back to the inks. Um, but the adhesive play a huge part, which is kind of one of those just, you know, behind-the-scenes kind of products, but it's a critical product in making sure that that PET flake comes off cleanly it floats and separates properly and is able to give that bottle a second, third and fourth life. So, um, and there's also, you know, it's something that doesn't get talked about a lot, but paper labels, you know, paper mm-hmm. in this space is detrimental to the recycling process. And, and that's an interesting legal word, you know, detrimental. Um, but there, again, you wanna have your eyes on what does that mean for my brand owner? And does the brand ultimately care because we, we know and, and I'm and I know that, you know, paper versus plastic can be a cost you know, prohibitive. Right. And, and certainly is a, a challenging topic um, to overcome with with brand owners. But smart brands, they realize that, you know, the Association of Plastic Recyclers is the voice of plastic. Like their design guide is built. It's built into legislation. Um, so it's you know, it's, it's really a solution, a system solution, um, you know, kind of answer. So you want to make sure your 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 label printers know the correct top coats, the correct inks, the correct face stock, the correct he- adhesive, and then what are you doing with that waste? That liner is it a paper liner? Is it a film liner? Um, and it it it's just it's it just all comes together in you know a lot of different aspects.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's a it, like we were just talking with Ginny about about liner and liner recycling right before you came in here, and it's it, it's one of those things that that. I, I don't expect the general public to know. Right. Oh, and, absolutely. And you can't, like, I'll, I'll post things about this on TikTok, and people are like, well, how come nobody ever told me? And I'm like, well, because it's really incumbent upon the, the either the brand and or the company supplying the labels to be the ones educating themselves and they can so the brand can say, hey, uh, you know, I think about, like, can like aluminum can labels. And it's like, we, we should, we should be communicating like, what, what does this mean? And we should be working. The brand needs to be the one working so that they can be the ones bringing this up. And I think it's even incumbent upon us further down the supply chain to go to those companies and say, Hey, just, I understand minimums on aluminum cans, really high. I understand that you need to put a label on there. But when I talk to your local recycling person here, it's, and you know, it's a micro or whatever it is, they're not really jazzed on this. You may want to let them know to throw these cans in the trash. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, whoa, you can't say that. It's like, well, I'm just telling you, yeah. like, you're going to make them really mad if, right. if they get right. these. So we're scared to have those conversations sometime, but I, it's been awesome to see the industry come together, you know, not just with, with like, as like siloed, but I think about like, you know, yourself and, and Tyler and, you know, other, other people here in the industry, like companies are saying, no, we're going to take this seriously. And we're going to come together as an industry. That's what TLMI is about, right. To say, how do we solve these problems collectively? Yeah, we're yeah. going to go our separate ways. And we're going to talk to our own customers. And we're going to try to, you know, get other customers and things like that. But like, as an industry,
1: it's it's a thing that we have to figure out. No doubt, no doubt. And I think, you know, you, you touched on it a little bit. Uh, Tyler and I spoke at the Eco Stage at uh, the last Label Expo. And brands do have an opportunity to educate further uh, to that consumer when they pick up the package. We all have cell phones. Um, those can be critical to educating the consumers about, you know, not just what's in the ingredients in the product, but what to do after with that product. And, and I think companies that are giving direction on, um, know peel off throw this part out recycle this part i i applaud those types of brands and i think more of them uh, should be doing that and i think more will yeah yeah
0: i totally agree so uh what is it that you are personally like stoked about for the future obviously you're excited about the cleveland cavaliers acquiring <laughs> don mitchell and the future of the cavaliers is bright uh, but uh, how about for the label
1: industry? Yeah, I mean, the label industry certainly, you know, we're, we're coming off like everybody else in, this, in these tough supply chain times, um, still uh, challenges and issues, and, we, and we've heard them today. And I think, I think it's time, you know, time has come to stop, you know, making those excuses and pushing back on some of these big, big suppliers that, that have, have, you know, have been a part of the problem and what's the old saying you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution um, but I, i'm you know I'm, I'm optimistic that you know that it will get turned around that you know you hear things about the future of a recession i don't like to think about that uh, as an economy i want everybody working and you know everybody making money and spending money um but you know what what, what fires me up the most is is what's next and and it certainly is what's next in materials. And we also, we know about California 2032, everything has to be recyclable or compostable. So compostable jazzes me up because I think it's something that, again, consumers have not really been 100% educated on and brands as well. And I think brands that are leading in that space, I think you'll see them start to come forward with some compostable products because of some of that legislation. And you hate to somewhat see legislation drive decisions um so companies that'll be ahead in that space will come out with products hopefully before that you know those legislations come down the pike and hey before you know it it will be 2032
0: right Right. yeah it's (laughs) you know what they say 2032 is right around the corner but it does i mean you know i think about like 2012 wasn't doesn't feel like it was that long ago. Right. I mean, in some cases, it feels like it was eternity ago because
1: it was sure. before COVID hit. But right, and look yeah. at and look at hey, look at your kids. Your son is starting a brand.
0: I mean, yeah, you, would you would everybody, <laughs> for your pre order shipping in December. Weenus w e e n u s l u b e dot This this has been brought to you by WeenusLube. <laughs> How many people are listening? What do we got? I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> you can't see. I can't okay. tell. No, I have no idea. But it's it'll live on the internet. So Good. it's gonna be Good. there well, for
1: we will we will definitely pass it on. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, ten years ago, I mean, it when I think about, you know, my my son was five at the time and you know, he seemed he seemed old then. Right. And now it's like, oh my right. gosh, he's in high school. And right. He's starting he's learning to drive. And yep. Yeah, it it, it and it's when you take into account how the the innovation time that's going to be required to bring something to market to test to iterate i mean you're only talking about probably five or six different alterations to something before it's like hey we got to start getting this into the market so you know preparing for that as we don't want to sound like you know the sky is falling but it's like oh yeah if you're not preparing today you're gonna you're gonna start falling behind really quickly and really you'll be beholden to whatever's on the market and you'll have to pivot and adjust. So yeah,
1: I, and I don't know the pipelines of a lot of different big CPGs, but I can tell you this, they go out in five and 10 years, right? So you got to believe if you were speculating or kind of guessing of, of what products are coming from them, there's some compostable products coming. Yeah. And, and I, it's kind of cool and that's kind of exciting and it'll be interesting to, to see what you know happens at the shelf. Uh, Someone inventory. asked me this morning are there adhesives that
0: are because uh, I know you can get like a certified compostable face stock are yes. there adhesives absolutely. that are certified okay
1: absolutely yeah Got it. and there's legislation again that or I should say there's you know like the APR there's groups like BPI yep uh, that you can engage with and figure out what does that mean for the brand owner what does that mean for the converter uh, but absolutely again like we talked earlier on PET adhesives uh, it's the, it's the same. There are absolutely, you know, different adhesives, so you want to make sure you are again choosing the right stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, well, Tim, this has been great. I've, uh, I've been great Really be appreciated here. having. you I on. appreciate it. We'll have to do it again some other time. How do people get in touch with you, you and can learn can, more about what you're doing? You can on connect with me on
1: LinkedIn. B o h l k e. That's, That's right. The best place to uh, to hit me up with. And Thanks for the Cavaliers call out. Yeah, you know, we will see what happens. I'll have to have you to a game.
0: Well, when Cleveland plays Denver in the NBA Finals, tickets are coming your way. Well, obviously, yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the only reason you're on the podcast. <laughs> Just I'm I'm hedging my bet that that the Cavs I are going to come her, out of the I East. Love hearing that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, Denver is going to be there because they have <laughs> okay. back-to-back MVP okay. Nikola Jokic on uh, their on their team.
1: Maybe we should make uh, yeah we should make that happen. Put that on the calendar. now.
0: Okay. So Donovan and Jamal, I know you're watching. You're listening. Just Get your team, will your teams to the NBA finals so that Tim and I can hang out at a game. That's really just do it do it for the packaging and label industry. That's what I go. would say. There you go. Awesome. Well, everyone connect up with Tim. Thank you so much for listening, for watching. Uh, we got a few more of these live sessions coming up, so uh, keep the, your uh, notifications on. If you want to click the bell on my profile, it'll notify you when I go live or... If you're like, this is really obnoxious, then unclick the bell because I've got a lot of these live sessions uh, today, and tomorrow and the next week at Pack Expo. We'll have the same. And then I'm going to take a break because I'll be coaching my son's varsity basketball team. So not a lot of live events during during the basketball season. But I uh, appreciate it, Tim. Thanks so much wow. for coming out. TLMI. It's been a great annual meeting, uh, being able to kind of connect up with everyone. So thanks for all your work. Thanks, Thank you. Ken, Tim. Appreciate yep. it. Hey, congrats. You made it to the end of the podcast. If you're looking for more great podcast material in the packaging industry, please check out Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors and the newly redesigned Package Unboxed with Avelio Matos. Go find them wherever you listened to this podcast. Thanks, everybody.